from Planet Ant Media, welcome to Santa's Talk. I'm Carlos, your host, and this is my chance to sit down with some friends, talk about our favorite sandwiches, and dive into some new ones too. This week, we're munching on the Boogaloo Wonderland, the Catfish, and the Pork Chop, all from Chef Greg's Soul in the Wall in Detroit, Michigan. My guest is the hardworking Josh Longsorf, one of the best palates that I know, a wing daddy, and owner and operator of Anthology Coffee. We had a lot of fun talking about these sandwiches and also Josh's favorite child. So hug up to your favorite sandwich. Thanks a lot for listening and enjoy the show. Or just do like Shingo did (laughs) on purpose. (laughs) Gonna let Shingo have that one. uh, (laughs) You would just eat so aggressively into the way. Okay. Are we live? Oh my grant. Welcome to the show. Hello, everyone. It's Sandwich Talk, not Coffee Talk, but we do have a coffee expert, my friend Josh Longsdorf. What's going on, man? Just ready to eat some sandwiches. Yeah, me too. I'm really hungry. Um, but we can't just dive into sandwiches yet. I need to talk to you for a second so people know who you are and what you do. Um, I know that, like, just from me being your friend, I know that we love to explore different foods, um, different palate, like things, like weird flavors in the world. You are a good person at that. You know a lot of weird things and you've taught me a lot. You were the person that introduced me to molecular gastronomy. Um, and. Uh, aside from just like knowing good flavor, what do you do here around town? Uh, mostly try to be a dad, you know, hang out with kids. Um, that's my excuse to like have fun. Thanks dad. But, uh, you know, ride bikes with some, some handsome boys, uh, (laughs) and run a coffee place called Anthology Coffee. Woo! Anthology. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so you do Anthology Coffee. That's yours. Um, you, your wife, Annie. Your 4.5 kids. Um, I would say, what, 4.9 kids? Four, like 9.5 if you count, <laughs> like, you know, Erna and Jack. Oh, yeah. Like all the, <laughs> I'm everyone's dad, That's as they true. say, you know? Yeah, you are You are our dad. <laughs> and we appreciate you. Um, and then you have a new born on the way. Yeah. Um, which we almost thought was just now. <laughs> Prank call. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then aside from that, too, you said Handsome Boys. That's a bike ride that you and some good friends have started. Um, and then Wing Daddies, too. Oh, yeah, Wing Daddies. I forgot about that. What's that, Wing Daddies? Uh, me and my friend Chris Weber uh, serve smoked food. Yeah, mostly wings, some veggies, and uh, natural casing hot dogs. It's so good. It's so good too. If if you ever get a chance to go check out Wing Daddies, if you hear about Wing Daddies, it's um, first sous vide and then you smoke it, right? Yeah. So we start with like a flavor profile that we want to do, and then we uh, cook, bake, make a sauce, but not like saucy barbecue sauce. Uh, cut it down with some vinegar, cook them for four hours, uh, vacuum sealed in an immersion circulator, and then we finish them on a smoker. So like, by this point, the sauce is relatively thin. It's just the coating on the outside, but the flavor goes into the meat. And then we, the smoking kind of dries out the skin. You get a little of that kind of a, like Peking duck thing going on. And then mm-hmm. we, we finish them with finishing salt, uh, usually dry like what one of the components of 
the sauce and then we add salt and then if you want spicy wings the salt also has szechuan peppercorns and ghost chili in it for a little bit of that numbness yeah dude it's so good and you you described it like a peking duck like it's the the bone or the the meat falls off the bone it's so tender so juicy i love your 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 wings also the smoked dogs though I think that's probably one of the better hot dogs that I've ever had. And I know that you're a hot dog fan because we used to eat hot dogs every single Wednesday together. Every Wednesday. R.I.P. R.I.P. Side piece. Side piece. Yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> but it's still always going to be on the back of my phone case. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have to know, have you had a sandwich yet today? No. Okay. Well, I, I have think not. We should change that. <laughs> Unless you count toast with a side of scrambled eggs. Did you make a sandwich out of it? I probably put some eggs on top of the toast at some point. Like open face style or open did you face. close it? Okay. Yeah. Mm, I guess we'll say that that's a half a sandwich, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say that you had a sandwich yet. But we've got three sandwiches today from one spot and it's called Chef's Chef Greg's Soul in the Wall. Um, I've heard of it. You've heard of it. Neither of us have tried it before and I'm excited. So we actually looked up the menu together and we picked out three different sandwiches to get. Um, what were they, Josh? We had to do, of course, the Boogaloo Wonderland, because they're famous for the Boogaloo Wonderland. Uh, catfish, because we both love catfish. And then mm -hmm. going through the menu, I saw a pork chop on there. And, you know, it's like, have a really great story of Carlos <laughs> one time eating a pork chop that had a finger growing off it. <laughs> no, I mean, okay, it wasn't really a finger. Like. <laughs> it was like, pinkies up, bro. <laughs> it was okay it was pretty absurd of a pork chop it may have been like definitely not the the cutest pork chop in the world but it was delicious it was what like 3 30 in the morning at detroit one at detroit one coney island <laughs> on Woodward. and uh there was a pork chop on the menu and like my friend uh felix she's always been known for like ordering the pork chop there so i every time that i go there now order the pork chop it's not the best pork chop but at 3 30 in the morning if you want a pork chop it's a damn good pork chop also i i if you're there at 3.30 in the morning, you're probably not in the mental state that you're aware of how good the pork chop is. Exactly. So it's delicious. And you <laughs> loved it. I loved it. Even with the deformity of the pork chop, it was amazing. It was just extra pork chop, all that pinky was. Um, so for the first sandwich, I, I know I'm starving. I want to see if we can actually just try that pork chop, dude. Okay. Um, we opened up the sandwiches, and as it turns out, uh, only one of them is actually in sandwich form. <laughs> the other two are uh, build your own sandwich adventure over here. They gave us pieces of bread um, and the pork chop is wrapped in tin foil, and then the catfish is inside of a styrofoam boy. The Boogaloo Wonderland is a full sandwich. So let's start with the pork chop. Uh, do you want to do the honors of constructing that sandwich for us? How, how are we going to do that? I think we need some of that hot sauce over here. We've got hot sauce right here. Yeah. They come, everything comes with hot sauce. How's that pork chop look? It's looking pretty, pretty, uh, breaded and fried and, uh, it's really interesting. It's a uh, bone in still. Mm. So it's not good for a sandwich. <laughs> so we got, got a little butchery to do here. Okay. You know? With a plastic knife. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's do that. I have a real <laughs> knife if we need to use that, but I think I'm more entertained by watching you try <laughs> to do this with the plastic. Um, so we're going to take the bone out of it. It looks very juicy. It looks breaded. Um, it was wrapped in wax paper and then tin foil, so that wax paper is already 100% bled through, and you can see it as if it's a clear drive-through window. Um, oh yeah, just hacking that bone right off. Looks really juicy. Um, doesn't look too fatty. 
but yeah. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. So Chef Greg uh, opened up the spot called Soul in the Wall. Soul Soul and the Wall. It's uh, N, and uh, he's been talked about on Eater, talked about on um, local. Uh, news stations as well for having one of the better sandwiches in town. So I've been wanting to try it out. So is Josh, and this is our chance here. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this up like uh, your mom did when you're like two with a PB and J, and just like half sandwich it. Oh my like, god! Like, so so you took one piece of bread and then put half of the pork chop in it, and we're just gonna fold it over PB and J style. Fold it over. All right, give me that hot sauce then. Let's Put do you. this. I'm just gonna soak mine in hot sauce. Because, <laughs> duh. There's nothing else to do. No, I mean, it's the best flavor that there is. I also have fresh, hot jardinera, too. But, I don't know, I just bring that because why not. All right, take a bite. You got this. You're up first. Oh, my God. It sounds juicy. It looks like you just went for it, too. I'm... I'm excited. Um, the breading on the outside, like I said, super juicy on the inside. Very well cooked. It's not too dry. It doesn't look like. Um, and then, obviously, this is just a piece of, looks like wheat bread. Yeah. Yeah? I How is see. it? What do you what are you getting from the flavor? Uh, yeah, the pork's great. Uh, cooked really thoroughly. Uh, not thoroughly. That's kind of a bad word in the pork world. Um, but, no, it's juicy, mm -hmm. not chewy. Um It'd be really delicious with like a mean slaw on it. Mm. Mm -hmm. But we got the pork chop and they gave us just that, the pork chop. Yeah. This is good. I like it. It's like a pork chop delivery. That's mm. all. It's like pork chop with the delivery boat. Mm-hmm. Mm mm-hmm. The hot sauce adds that hot saucy flavor. Yeah. <laughs> what sauce do you think this is? This is like uh, Louisiana or something. Hmm? It's like a Louisiana. Um, maybe like, um, crystal. Yeah. Mm hmm I think it's crystal. Oh, I'm you know? sorry. <laughs> I didn't know that. I've, I've always been eating and calling it crystal this whole time. I had no idea that it was that fancy. My fault. It was good though. Good pork chop. I mean, if I had to choose between this and Detroit one pork chop, I'd probably take this boy. It's breaded. It's, it's bre good. Breaded, meteor. Mm -hmm. Definitely meatier for sure. Yep. Um, you can tell that this is actual meat. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not deformed looking at all. It's good. I like it. Um, um, it's time for my my favorite piece of news, uh, food news specifically, sandwiches in the news in Ireland. The chicken fillet roll, I don't or fillet roll, is the most cherished sandwich. In Ireland, I had no idea. It's basically just breaded chicken on a hoagie roll, and then with lettuce and mayo. I would have thought it would have been like corned beef. No, by mm -hmm. all the the ideas that we should we be eating uh, the fillet on uh, St. Patrick's Day now? Yeah, every St. Patrick's Day, guys, yeah. <laughs> you should go out and get yourself a nice little chicken sandwich, and we'll do that. It's going to be delicious. Um, well, apparently, I guess this year, uh, this guy came out with a vegan version that blew up and everybody loved it and everybody was going after it. And it was a great vegan version of a sandwich made with, uh, is it Satan? Satan? Satan. Satan. Yeah, I always screw that up. You know, Satan. So, Satan. It's, yeah, <laughs> he made it with Satan. Um, and apparently, this coffee giant named Insomnia Coffee 
uh, came out with the exact same vegan version of the sandwich, called it the same as he did too. And with a couple of pictures on social media, it became this huge uproar in Ireland. And now half of the country is just complaining and saying like, insomnia coffee, rip this guy off, screw him. Which is cool because the little guy is getting his. That's the the dream. Get <laughs> screwed over by somebody big time so you can get yours. Yeah. Can we... So who, who's out there trying to get my ideas? <laughs> and I hope you don't take it <laughs> and then win because then I get What screwed. ideas do you have? I don't really have Let's that share idea. them so somebody can take them. I got this really cool idea for a leisure soda. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's based off of the flavors of Amaro. Oh, I love Amaro. Yeah. You should make some Amaro sodas. I should. Maybe Man. four different flavors. Four flavors. Different okay. flavor profiles. Yeah. Yeah. And we can call it anthology. Anthology sodas? Yeah, anthology sodas. <laughs> I don't think anybody's using that name. You know, I, I, I got a really good name. Uh, you ever hear, like, Casamara? Oh, man, that sounds fancy. You think anybody will buy it? Well, I mean, like, you want it to be leisure, but, you know. So it sounds like you're relaxing in the Italian sun. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this sounds lovely. I think I'm thirsty for one right now. <laughs> Josh, do me a favor. Reach into that cooler behind you. <laughs> What is it? What is it? What did he find? <gasps> what? Is this the prototype for our new beverage? No, they've already come out with it. Casamara Club. Congratulations. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Somebody beat us to the punch. Yeah. I wonder who he is. He's probably handsome. <laughs> <laughs> He's very handsome. All right. Yeah, they're twist-offs. I love these things. Um, all right. So we've had coffee breaks. We're going to have a leisure break. Um, and then we're going to also have an ad break. So when we come back... Uh, I'm going to be reading off every single high school paper that I've ever done from memory. This is Sandwich Talk. Today's episode of Sandwich Talk is sponsored by Chef Greg's Soul in the Wall. Located at 10009 Curtis Street in Detroit, Michigan, this legendary neighborhood sandwich shop has been providing juicy sandwiches like the huge favorite, the Boogaloo Wonderland, along with other treats for all that love some soul. They're open Tuesday, 11 to 7. Wednesday, 11 to 6. Thursday, 11 to 7. Friday, 11 to 11. Saturday, 11 to midnight. And Sunday, from 1.30 to 6.30, but closed on Mondays. Figure out a good time to stop by. Casamara Club. Inspired by the history and traditions of Italian Amaro, these Bon Appetit magazine highly recommended soft drinks are balanced, buoyant, and food-friendly, highlighting the natural vibrancy of farmed ingredients. With currently four varieties available, find them all over the country today by checking out their website at casamaraclub.com. We're back today on the show. My friend Josh and I are going about our tradition of always trying something new because that's just what we've been doing for a long time. Um, and we're trying Chef Greg's Soul on the Wall for the very first time. We've got our second sandwich up now. Uh, during the break, Josh has been carefully constructing the second sandwich. It is a catfish sandwich. Um, and we did, uh, we took the bread and you made it into Triangle Boys. So we can do a triangle sandwich because it just tastes better that way in, in both of our opinions. Um, now what you're doing, so you're applying the, the packet of tartar sauce to it. Um, sauce, sauce on bottom. Why? Well... Uh, when you bite into it, 
the sauce like kind of spreads on your upper palate mm -hmm. and that's like where you get all your aromatic compounds uh coming in mixing in so uh better experience i guess so i bite it from <clears throat> with the sauce on the bottom okay yeah and then you got your jardinera on top hell yeah jardinera in the cooler because that's just what we do around here because it's cooler <laughs> Um, uh, dude, I, I've never seen a better studio constructed sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> so just slapping the jardinera on there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yep. Uh, speaking of like trying things, um, true story, like one time, uh, we were riding bikes, handsome boy style. Mm -hmm. Um, you which, were, you were, the, you were there. Which is good for boys of all genders, by the way. Right. It's, um, and, and. We're riding out to Cashew, and we're on Warren, right? Yes. On Warren. That sounds about and we, right. And we, what was it called? City bar, city Barbecue? Oh, man. So, so we're just riding past. It's riding down Warren, you know, getting honked at or whatever. And then I, I see you kind of slow down, and I look to my <laughs> left, and there's a barbecue spot. And then I look up to you, and you're looking right back at me. <laughs> and, like, we lock eyes, and we're like... Uh, are we st are we stopping? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should stop here. We just pull into this random little like red awning barbecue joint. Yep, and we each order like they, slide off the bone ribs. They that used to probably be like an auto parts store or something based on the <laughs> the way that the lobby was like laid out behind yeah. in in front of the bulletproof glass. You know, um, <laughs> so good. Too. It was. It was great though. It was, it was, I had to look back at Carlos for like affirmation. Cause I knew if I asked anybody else, if we were stopping, they'd be like, what? No, there's, there's <laughs> no question. If you see a place that looks like it might have something that's moderately decent, you go in and you try it out. You just check it out because why not? Um, and that's exactly what we did. And we found those amazing ribs. All right. So are you up on that? You're, mm -hmm. you're going for it. All right, cool. Dude, it looks so good. It looks like, it looks like a perfectly constructed sandwich. Well, nice bite. Like you, we went, you went corner first too. That's, so that's a big thing, big controversial thing of people either do like bite from the center or bite from the corner. I actually like biting from the corner too. Yeah. But I found myself. It's kind of floppy if you start on the, the middle. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You, you, you lose the validity of the. Yeah. And things fall out and, you know. Yeah, that's a pain in the ass. I like a good knackeny sandwich, but you know, not when I make it intentionally knackeny. What's knackeny? So I used to work with this guy, and uh, and first day we went to get lunch together. He's he's like older guy, uh, from Detroit, and he's like, "You want to get a knackeny sandwich?" Mm. And I'm like, "Yeah, what what's a knackeny sandwich?" Mm. And he's I'm like, sorry, "This is really good. It's really good." Damn. Okay. And and I'm thinking like this is some term for some ingredient that I don't know, and he looks at me like I'm stupid. And he's like, it's a sandwich so good, you got to use a napkin. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is that a real? That's for real. 100%. I've never heard that term before. Nackany. Yeah. I really wish I could remember his name because I feel like a terrible person because I love, I love that experience. Wow. But yeah. Yeah. That place was super nackany. Mm -hmm. It was damn good. I remember. So I got the mac and cheese. I got the rib tips. Um, I think you got the ribs. Mm -hmm. Somebody else got um, the, the wings. The tips were so good, though. The tips were really the good. The tips were so good. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. It was super smoky. Uh, definitely slathered in sauce. De- slathered. And and it was like good spice though. Because sometimes mm-hmm. you drop into like the mystery spot and, and the sauce is like just pure sugar, mm-hmm. you know? And then you're like regretting it a little no, bit. This was good. It was so good. This is very savory. But it, this was more of a wet nappy spot than a nakany spot, you know? You definitely needed a wet nap. I yeah. wish we would have had a good wet nap because I remember by the end of it, I actually had to pour some of my own water onto my hands <laughs> and just kind of like wipe it off my pants and stuff. And it was fine. We should have just let Cobra lick them clean. That was yeah. <laughs> Cobra. Um, all right. So let's talk about the sandwich for a second. This is the catfish that we constructed ourselves again on the wheat bread. Um, what I'm seeing is a really good, perfect breading, super flaky. Uh, delicious white catfish on the inside. The breading doesn't really come off, but when it does, you know it's good It crunches. Mm-hmm. It's got a really good crunch on the outside. What we did is we applied on the bottom layer, specifically, the tartar packet that came with it. And then above, because we got it here in the cooler, is the hot jardinera. All together makes a really good flavor. We didn't even have to put hot sauce on here, but I think you might end up doing no, that. No, no, I'm just trying not to make a mess here, you know? Good idea. Damn, yeah. this is really good. I like it a lot. Um, the so what like the breading on here? It's always been interesting to me how they do breading on catfish. Is this like um, looks like some cornmeal? Cornmeal, maybe? yeah. Um, mm. Pepper. I'm guessing there's probably some regular flour in there for holding it all together. But like this is a standard mm. catfish breading. It's really good. It's really good. All together, I think you made a really good sandwich here from good ingredients. Yeah. So yeah. thank you, Josh, for once again enlightening my taste buds and uh, and bringing something together for us. Yeah, you, and you doubted the tartare. I did doubt the tartare. Yeah. I enjoyed the tartare. I'm enjoying the tartare. It was good tartare. I like that we're calling it tartare, you know, to sound fancy. It's mm-hmm. like, you know. It's so good. I like it a lot. Um, All right. I need a, a fresh little sip here. Oh, wash, wash it down. Of this really nice leisurely sewed. Yeah. Mm. Um, you've I've got the Alta. You've got the Capo. The Capo. Mm-hmm. Man, I got to tell you, um, you you just missed like his, uh, the Casamara birthday bash. I know. The, the leisuring, if I you was, will. I was in Mexico eating food. It sounds terrible. So sad. Um, but uh, it was at Keesling. Uh, and there was, all, Keesling. there was also a Wing Daddies uh, happening there. Uh, those guys are kind of cool, I've heard. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but they made with the Capo, they made a cocktail called El Capo. Oh, what? And it was so good. It was phenomenal. What was in it? I don't even remember, but um, it was like, I think tequila base. That sounds nice. I yeah. never really thought about mixing this in with tequila. I didn't either. I mean, I've put it in with like things. Yeah. You know? But gin, no. more amaro. Yeah, gin would make sense to me, but tequila sounds really nice. I wonder Aquavit. like an acetyl mezcal would taste really nice in here too, I guess. Oh, yeah. Damn. Looks like uh, we know what our next project is. <sighs> leisure, leisure cocktails. Leisure cocktails. <laughs> yeah. Leisure cocktails. Um, listeners at home can do this one as well. Everybody relax. And think of your dream sandwich. It's got your favorite bread, the toppings that you want, the first perfect bites. Josh, what are you thinking about? 
What's your favorite sandwich? Man, that's that's hard. It's like I'm gonna I'm gonna use this like I use for everything when a mass favorite is like asking me to pick a favorite child. You have four. Yeah. About to be five. Yeah. You can't just pick your favorite kid. Well, how many sandwiches are are out there in the world? We all know who your favorite kid is. Ernan. <laughs> Duh. Um I don't know. I I'm I don't really think of things as favorites, man. Like But I mean if you had to like just create your perfect sandwich, like what would you do with it? It, it would honestly it completely depend on my mood. Mm. Okay. Right now. I'm just really eager to get at that boogaloo, man. That's kind of looking pretty perfect. That's I, all my mind is I set know. on. Um, I, I like I like a really good fried green BLT, you know? Fried green tomato? Fried green tomato BLT. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But uh, make make some aioli, toss the greens in the aioli, you know, instead of doing it, uh, you know, like mayo on it. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds nice. Get some like, you know, three quarter inch thick slices of fried green tomato. Oh, yeah. Okay. Some g- really good bacon. Oh, yeah. What would be your bread? Sourdough for sure. Thick cut? Yeah. Nice. Damn. Okay. That's a really nice sandwich. What about like a cheese? Do you have a favorite cheese? I'm going to go, not, it's not a sandwich cheese. I mean, you could put it on a sandwich, but uh, Winamere. Mm. It's uh, like aged in a cave in Vermont or something <laughs> like that. And it's, it, it tastes like a, it <laughs> tastes so like a. damn bougie sometimes. <laughs> but it tastes like a bacon cheeseburger. Okay. With mustard. Bacon cheeseburger with mustard cheese. Think so the cheese itself. Yes. You just put the bacon cheeseburger with mustard. Right. So then you just put that on, on a, a slice of bread and put one on top. You already have a sandwich. Or at least the illusion of a sandwich. I mean, it sounds delicious. <laughs> I've had one of your cheese. It's very good. I guess I didn't really think about that as the description, but hell yeah. That sounds great, dude. Yeah. Okay, um, so would you do Wintermere cheese inside of your uh, green BLT? No. It would ruin it? I don't think you can cheese a BLT. You can cheese whatever you want, Well, then Josh. it's a BLTC. Okay, yeah. BLT plus C? Yeah. Sweet, I'm in. Fried green BLT plus C, please. I mean, you know, it's just like avocado. Put it on there, you got a blat, you know? <laughs> <laughs> can I get a blat, please? Yeah, I guess, yeah, that makes sense. That's a real thing. Have you ever put cream and sugar on a sandwich? No. <laughs> <laughs> How about just sugar? You probably put sugar on a sandwich. Probably when I was a kid. Yeah. I did some wild stuff when I was a kid. We've all done wild stuff yeah. when we were kids. One, one time we were out of milk and I just like grabbed the OJ out of the fridge and put it in my cereal. Hell yeah. I mean, I've definitely done that before. It depends on the cereal, I think, though. You I can't think, just do I it. Think it's like fruity pebbles. <laughs> so <laughs> totally works. So it's just like orange and lemon. Flavor. That's not bad. I, it's really citrusy, but it would be okay, I guess. Yeah. I was not going to not have my cereal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was, it was latchkey kid life where, you know, your parents already left for work and you're like, what do I do? <laughs> Orange juice. I was, I was latchkey-ish. 
I guess I didn't call it latchkey though in Catholic school. I didn't call it latchkey until I was in high school and learned that we were called latchkey kids when we were younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, whatever. I mean, I'm a better kid I, for it. I just thought it was part of life, how everybody lived. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I was a kid. Oh, your parents aren't here. That's okay. That's okay. We got a place for you. That's fine. <laughs> um, we'd, we'd all be in jail now. <laughs> uh, so if you're sipping that, I've got to tell you about my pick of the week, which is... We chose burgers. We've been there together, and that's my pick of the week. It's a food cart parked at an O'Reilly's auto parts store on Verner just off of Springwells in southwest Detroit, and I love it. We've done the Handsome Boy bike ride there. It cash was actually, only. Yeah, cash only. Um, it's a cart. Wecho is one of the owners of the El Parian food truck world. And uh, his burgers are like Mexican style, like uh, covered in mayo, ketchup, mustard, um, the octopus hot dogs. The octopus. Oh, that's that's like every you're just like as soon as you discover there's octopus hot dogs, you're just looking through everything for the to finish up the octopus hot dogs. At least if you like hot dogs like we do. But, you know, if, if it's not actual hot to, octopus for the folks at home. It's a hot dog that's cut up to look like a little octopus. Yeah, like your mom did when you were little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was delicious. I loved it. Um, um, get I, the fries. Mm-hmm. The fries are amazing. Yeah. I Oh, yeah, I, the fries are super covered and stuff, too. I don't too. remember what they're called, but... Uh, Papas fritas? No, nah, they, they like had a more elaborate name than that, but, mm. but you'll know. It's on there. Um, okay, well, we've got to take another break uh, because there's too much to clean up, but we'll figure all that. And uh, this is Sandwich Talk. Sandwich Talk runs on Ant Knees. Based out of Eastern Market in Detroit, Michigan, this chip, salsa, and guacamole team offers fresh, all-natural, locally sourced snack foods for every single occasion. Mom coming over? Get some salsa. Did you get invited to meet the parents? Get that guac. Are you trying to break up with someone and you just don't know the right thing to say? Grab a bag of chips. Find store locations today at antonies.com and visit every Saturday at Eastern Market for the exclusively sold guacamole in Detroit Guac City. I have no idea where we left off. You're going to start the whole thing over again. <clears throat> All right. With one more sandwich to go, our chances of finishing up this episode are very good. So let's go. We've got this last sandwich. This is the one that they're uh, famous for. This is the, what's it called again? The Boogaloo Wonderland. Why is it called that? Named uh, after, um, I'm, I'm drawing, a, just totally brain, brain blanked. Um, <clears throat> Allie Willis. Allie Willis. Allie Willis, uh, yeah. Song she composed. Um, it was Boogie Wonderland. Boogie Wonderland. Uh, by Earth, Earth Wind, Wind and Fire. Fire. Yeah. yeah. So she composed a bunch of songs. Actually, she's. Uh, so we were looking at like a list of Allie Willis songs, and she's done the probably the most notable ones, aside from like Boogie Wonderland or stuff that she's worked in with like Motown, Stevie Wonder, Patti LaBelle, uh, famous songs that you've definitely heard before, like Stir It Up. But the one that I think I love the most is probably the song from Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> and also, like, the theme song from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> do you, I mean, do you love it, or is it just, like, sentimental? It's sentimental, and it also, it's catchy. I, I, can't, I can't hate on that song. Sure. 
<laughs> it's in my head now and i'm gonna get it in everybody's head that's listening to this podcast right now <laughs> so no one told you life was gonna be this way <laughs> sorry everybody but uh it's because of this sandwich yeah the boogaloo wonderland sandwich um i don't even know what's all on it can you describe it for me it looks like a really messy sloppy joe in a giant hoagie roll, but I'm guessing under this sauce there might be more. There's, like some, there's some some cheese. cheese. <laughs> Got my sleeves rolled up because this is definitely a knackney boy. Oh yeah, this is this is knackney as And thank you for there my you half, go. Jesus, dude. It's heavy. Yeah. What the hell? It's like a quarter. Oh my god. Or like three a third of a pound. I'm seeing onions in up. here. I'm seeing more onions in here. There's a lot of ground beef. Um, this is some kind of like barbecue sauce up on top, maybe. Um, it looks like the roll was grilled. Uh, so it's buttery grilled roll, which is always the proper way of making anything. That's a slice of American cheese in there. Good old USA cheese old right there. America. Um, And then melted inside of said ground beef. Um, go, you, you dive into that. The, the bun has sesame seeds on it, too, because sesame seed bun. Um, damn, dude, this is big. All right. What did you think? I'm into it. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, the Bulu Wonderland. I'm going to take a bite, I'm too. Gonna, I'm going to, I I think I'm going to mm. throw some peppers on here. Mm. But, you know. Okay. Maybe not. Get a couple more bites. OG style. Wow, that's really buttery. Mm -hmm. They just, like, slapped a stick of butter in here. <laughs> Let it melt for a while in between all of the things. It was really good though. It's just butter fried beef. It's butter fried <laughs> beef. Butter butter simmered beef on a butter fried roll. Basted. Yeah. Butter basted <laughs> beef on a butter buttery roll with butter onions and cheese. <laughs> butter cheese. This is good. I dig it. And like the, the oh my god, dude. My this, my fingers are glistening with butter. This see, I this was the sandwich I was dreaming about tonight, mm. and it's perfect for this. It's nice and hearty for this cold weather that just hit us, you know? Dude, I feel large. <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot of sandwich just for right now. Damn. I'm really into it, though. It's super good. It's Okay. I, I see now why Chef Greg's soul on the wall has been talked about. This is good, but I mean, it, if you put butter and tons of butter on anything, it's going to be good. Like, unless you're a vegan or you just don't eat butter, like, or you have... I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, vegans, except for the really diehard ones, sit in the closet with butter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, but but I want to blame them. I can't imagine <laughs> any of our vegan friends being like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm vegan, but I love butter. Like, I mean, they might love, like, the taste of butter, like a good vegan butter, but you're not going to... It doesn't taste the same. I've, I was vegetarian for 13 years and had, went through that process of trying all that. Mm. It's not the same. What turned you away? Man, so, uh, was living in Portland, had a friend, uh, whose family owned a sushi place, asked me to get sushi... Uh, showed up, a uh, guy making the sushi couldn't uh, speak English and just started serving a fish, and I didn't want to be rude, and uh, and so I ate fish, and I was like, all right, you know, like, fish is good for you, I'll like, put, put a little fish in my body sometimes, and then I moved to California, and uh, rolled up to a place that my buddy was the chef at, and it was a seafood place, 
And he's like, what do you want? And I was like, I don't know. It's your place. You tell me. And he served me a dish that had chorizo in it. Yeah. Steamed clams with chorizo. And the yeah. chorizo was from another friend's business. And they got their hogs from another friend's farm. I was like, well, I kind of know how all this like broke down. I was like, I'm just going to eat it. Yeah. Support the locals. And then I married my wife and she's like total meat and potatoes. And I'm just like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Now you eat it all. And now we eat hot dogs religiously. <laughs> <laughs> Different story completely than vegan or vegetarian. Um, yeah, dude, I'm glad that chorizo was the was the turning point for you. I mean, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and give it a big shout out to my, my family and friends over in Mexico um, for creating something so amazing like chorizo. Actually, I guess chorizo specifically is from Spain. But it doesn't matter because chorizo that we all know and love is Mexican. I just came back from Mexico. You know that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was very jealous of all your food <laughs> exploits. Mostly like the million tacos that you ate. Okay. We did a taco tour. Okay. So um, six friends and myself went to Mexico City. We I, I designed this whole seven-day food tour around the places that I've been to, places that I love, places that I grew up eating at, and then also places that I've heard about or wanted, have wanted to explore. I uh, built it around just the entire city. And then every day, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, set up. Uh, and you would just kind of follow me. We did different forms of transportation, whether it was subway, Uber, or even private bus and transit. Um, so it was really cool that I got to show them then. But then one night was the taco tour. So it was 10 taquerias um, on the tour with one taco at each place. And it was a walking tour. It started in the top of La Colonia Roma and then went down to la, the bottom of La Condo, Colonia, or Colonia Condesa. And uh, those neighborhoods are right next to each other. They're like the hip neighborhoods, really cool spots. But we went to, you know, new taco places, old taco places. Um, this one place, El Greco, has been doing it for 45 plus years in that one location. Orinoco has one of the better tacos that I've had ever, probably. And it's like a, a chicharron taco that it already comes, you know, with like red onions, like pickled red onions, um, avocado on it. They give you a little potato on the side. Anyway, I, I loved it. I took all my all these people around and I'm probably going to start doing maybe two of these a year. So I'd love for you to join me on one. I would love to join mm -hmm. you. Yeah, I, I think I saw a pretty mean-looking pastor at one of those spots, too. Dude, they were all pretty mean. There was a, an octopus pastor that was very good. Wow. Um, we went to a vegan place called Por Siempre Vegana. Uh, Por Siempre Vegana, if you want to say it English-like. <laughs> and it was like, uh, it was Satan, 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 it was Satan, um, pastor, and it was really good um the the texture wasn't a hundred percent but i'd say i'd give it like an 80 percent nice um the flavor was there though it was pretty cool you and like the whole anthology crew should roll up that's just that would be our retreat you know <laughs> anthology retreat mexico i love yeah. your shop dude i <laughs> love i love your shop the vibe that you bring somebody came into anthology yesterday um and you're at the new location right now which is over there in eastern market yeah division street and I just went on and started talking and preaching the good word of the mission of what you guys are. But what does like the word anthology mean? Anthologies uh, basically started as a, a collection of poems. And it means it's basically a, a collection of beautiful flowers. And uh, <clears throat> so kind of ties into my personal experience with flavor and how I catalog flavors and build this personal collection that I have. 
Um, but also the first anthology, because uh, we know it for like writing, we know it for music, was not one specific person's anthology. It was meant to be living. So mm. it would continue to grow and always be built on the foundation of the, the past people before the people being added over time. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like also a way of me honoring, uh, all the people that over like the 18 years of coffee that have helped me learn and grow and get to where I am. So yeah. That's sweet. How'd you start then? Like why, why, um, did, why did you start back here in Detroit? Um, so I was, I was in California, uh, not entirely happy at my job, uh, was having my first child. Uh, I guess my wife was having our first child. But, you know, it's like <laughs> I had the the easy part. Um, she did the work, uh, and I so I quit my job because um, I didn't want to go home unhappy to mm-hmm. a, a kid. And then really, like the reason I came back was every time I've ever been in Detroit or lived or anything that this is the only place that's ever felt like home, mm-hmm. and it's because of like when you are actually in the neighborhoods here, like everyone takes care of each other. Totally. Um, and that's like the environment I grew up in. Uh, so that's where I wanted my kids to be. It was like an area where everybody took care of each other. And um, I really wanted to create a space that people could work as professionals in the, the industry. So like if you wanted to be a barista, you could actually support um, a family on that pay. Um, You know, so uh, we have always put the mission of paying our staff um, above, you know, like our personal profit. Um, You know, we we just uh, excitingly like started uh, 401k like with our staff. Congratulations. We're we're matching 5% on it. It's pretty, pretty tight. Huge. Um, Makes me feel really good. So, uh, yeah, but besides that, we also just have really, really amazing coffees, um, kind of tying back into treating our staff really well, want to buy coffees that we don't feel that we can go home and go to sleep because we know that like it wasn't slave labor on the other side and that the coffees were grown really well. And it's, um, so yeah, (laughs) I, I mean, from the outside perspective, I started coming over to the anthology at the Pony Ride location years back. And I started coming just cause it was by my house. Um, open up the laptop, you know, you don't really get bothered unless you want to talk to somebody. And once you start talking to the anthology family there, the, you guys, like you, Hearn, um, anybody who's worked there, the friends that all come in, come in on a daily basis, you kind of feel like your family too. And it's really nice. It's, it becomes like a, like a cheers, you know? And, and it was, it was like that for me. And I, and obviously like, I think the, the reason that that brought me there and made me want to come back just the first time was the fact that it was the best fuck freaking, (laughs) (laughs) the best damn cup of coffee that I've had in the city of Detroit, if not one of the best coffees that I've ever had, period. And it's because of your attention to detail to the roast. Your palate is so amazing. And I've told you this so many times because of the 
places that we've gone to, the the things that we've eaten or made together, and the fact that your coffee has something so delightful to it that you can't get anywhere else. It's it's fruity, it's vibrant, it's it's energetic. It's it's you can pick out the different kind of notes from it that you can't just get at a, a regular old coffee shop. And making the coffee, all of the people that have done the coffee with you, they know and pride themselves on the same flavors as well. And I love that. So good job for you, man. Appreciate it. And you have created that environment too, where we can all come and feel like family. And the new, oh, thanks, man. (laughs) (laughs) The new space is is doing that even more so. So congrats on the new space too. Thank you. For sure. Um, I know you've always got stuff going on at the shop too. Do you have any events coming up? Man, um... I, I, we don't have the date settled yet, but we, you know, we have, um, loves pies is going to do a pie tasting yeah. coming up. I, yeah. I think the Sunday before Thanksgiving, Mr. Um, Love. and, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever had a bean pie, but you got to try a bean pie. Um, but the chest pie, dude, have you had his chest pie? I've, ha- I've had the chest. I really like the bean pie, but the chest pie is great. And then he, he told me he's he, got a new uh, pecan pie recipe. Oh man, he's and, so good. And he's gonna drop it, drop it in on uh, I don't know, sometime next week for, for me. For those sample, that so. don't know, Mr. Love, he's been working out of Eastern Market for the past I don't know how many years, maybe eight years or so. Um, for a long time, I've been there for ten. I remember him being there for a long time. Um, his wife, Mrs. Love, uh, him and and her had uh, created these recipes over the years, and unfortunately, I think it was last year, maybe she the year before, away. she passed away. But he's been continuing on the tradition of making these incredible pies and selling them still at Eastern Market. And if you get the chance to go to Eastern Market, try it out. But you said the Sunday before Thanksgiving. I'm pretty sure uh, if you follow us on in the social media, we'll make sure it's up there at Anthology Coffee. Um, that we, you know, Mr. Chris Gerard will, uh, make sure that you guys know when it's happening, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure he'll, he'll be talking all about it. There'll be pictures of pies. It's going to be a nice pie tasting. I'm going to be there because pie is considerably better than cake. Yes. It's considerably it is better. The dessert. It is. I love two. pie. Um, I've got a couple of events coming up too. Uh, every Sunday, as you know, Bikes and Coffee, we do breakfast burritos under the title of Swerve. My friend Merck and I, we make breakfast burritos every uh, Saturday and Sunday, but you can come and get it personally prepared by him and I every Sunday. I get one most Sundays. You do. They're delicious. My friend Chris Weber comes and picks it up and then brings it up. The other wing daddy the other comes wing and daddy. picks it up for you guys <laughs> and brings it over. Um, we're, I'm Actually, next Wednesday, I'm going to be doing some chilaquiles at Mutiny as well. Um, just... Chilaquiles, I'm going to make them vegan or uh, veg. And then we've got the uh, Kana. So Kana is myself and Miriam. We're doing that at Willis the day after, so Thursday, 11-14. Um, and then at Urban Rest on 11-22, Kana is doing another event as well, and Urban Rest is in Ferndale. So you, you might be the busiest guy I know. That's maybe? I don't know. Thank you. The, re- the rest of us take a little bit of time for a little leisure soda. <laughs> I bring mine with me. <laughs> um, shout out Jason. Jason's a good friend of ours. And uh, I, I think actually the reason why I'm friends with Jason and why Cosmara Club is our sponsor is because of you too. Huh. Um, you brought him into the anthology family. He's become friends with you and everybody else. And I met him one day after you were drinking his soda. And I was like, I love that shit. I bought that. At blah, blah, blah. I think I bought it at Rocco's once. And I was like, that's really good. As it turns out, now he's it's a this friend. guy. Yeah. Oh, this is his soda. Oh, wow, wow. What a small city we are. Um, well, thank you very much, Josh. Um, 
You're amazing. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Thank you, sandwiches, for sandwiching, for Josh, for being here, not for joshing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thanks for having me. Thanks, man. This is awesome. Um, This has been Sandwich Talk. Uh, We love you. We, We love you. Love you guys. Well, that's it for today. Thank you all for listening. Thanks to our guest, Josh Longsdorf. Listen in next time when I'm joined by my friend, Miriam Khan. Sandwich Talk is a production of Planet Ant Media, powered by Pinecast, supported by Artwork and the National Endowment for the Arts. Check out more Planet Ant podcasts at planetantpodcast.com. Our theme music is Bushwick Tarantella, and our ad read music is Lobby Time, both by Kevin McLeod. I want to thank our producer, Zach Bridges. Danny Veer is lost somewhere in Nebraska. We have, of course, our mustard valet, Michael Zuber. Our mailman, Carl Malone. Recommended 80s teenage heartthrob, Kiefer Sutherland. And with us always, our chief, Miles O'Brien. Thanks for listening. I'm Carlos. Hope you got hungry. Happy sandwich. For you, my boy. Tight. Mm-hmm. Um, nom, 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 nom. I'm eating the food and it's so fucking good. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Wash it down with some more Casamara Club. I, I keep cleaning my fingers and I keep finding more stuff on my fingers to clean. <laughs> that was a good sandwich. That was a good catfish. It's, it's like a sloppy it's joe. It's way better than a sloppy joe, though. Mm-hmm. Like, the beef is independent of the sauce Mm -hmm. in a good way, Mm. in a butter way.